podcast, rather than looking at movies in terms of two thumbs up, two thumbs down, loved it or hated it, we look at them in terms of what we can learn from them as screenwriters. We look at good movies, bad movies, movies that we loved, and movies that we hated. For an ad-free version of this podcast, as well as a full transcript, please visit our website, writeyourscreenplay.com. This week, I'd like to take a few moments to talk about writer's block. Normally, when we talk about writer's block, we think about a very specific thing. We think about the inability to write, the feeling of being stuck, the feeling that your mind is completely blank. Um, But there's also another form of writer's block that is in a way even more difficult to deal with because at least regular writer's block, you you know that you're blocked. Um, There's another kind of writer's block where you actually are writing, but your writing feels flat, your writing feels disconnected, uh, your writing feels like it's happening on the page, but there's the, that you don't have anything to say or that you are kind of like a puppeteer moving the strings rather than fully connected to the characters that you're writing. And, and this is the hardest kind of writer's block because when you have the other kind of writer's block, you go, okay, I've got a problem. I, I've got writer's block. I'm not writing and I can try to address that and, and fix that. When you have the other kind of writing block, the more subtle form of writer's block, the problem is you you don't even know you're blocked. Instead, you start telling yourself other stories. You start telling yourself, hey, maybe I don't actually have any talent. Or, hey, maybe I don't actually have anything to say. Or, hey, maybe I don't have what it takes to be a writer. So uh, I want to talk about both of these forms of writer's block, and I want to talk about some simple things that you can do to combat it. Um, so let's start with the, the easy form first, and then we'll work to the more complex, subtle form of writer's block. So if you're having the standard writer's block where you're not writing at all, this is actually a good thing because... Everybody gets it. Every writer struggles with it. And it is the easiest thing to correct. So I'm going to give you some techniques that you can use right now to start getting this corrected for yourself. Um, The first thing is you want to create a sacred place to write. And a sacred place to write doesn't have to cost you any money at all. Uh, If you live in a tiny little apartment, great. Choose a different seat at your kitchen table or a different cushion on your couch. A place where you only sit when you are going to write. Uh, You can use a coffee shop. You can use – there are wonderful co-working spaces. Hey, if you're in New York, (laughs) come talk to us and we'll hook you up with some cheap space. Um, But – Find yourself a an inexpensive, sacred writing place. And if you're going to a cafe, try to sit at the same table every time. It, it, you, you really want to build a routine around your writing. And, and when you do that, you'll start to create a Pavlovian effect where if you just repeat it enough times, eventually your subconscious mind knows that when you show up there, that's the place you go to write. The next thing that you want to do is you want to break your writing down into very manageable goals. Um, So ask yourself, how many pages do you absolutely know that you could write this week? And then set a goal that's actually much less than that. So um, my rule of thumb is cut it in half. So if if I think I can write five pages, instead I'm going to write two and a half. And if that's what I owe myself for the week, then I'm going to break those down into even smaller chunks. Maybe I have three one-page days. 
or, or 3.75, three, three quarters of a page a day. And, and I would highly recommend using page count rather than time. Um, because on time, you can really mess yourself up. Uh, when you're dealing with time, you know, if you sit down for an hour and all you do is meditate on, on your script, but you don't write anything, you may feel like you're not a writer. Um, or with time, if you write for six hours, but you only generate one page, you, you might feel really crappy about yourself. But when you do page goals, what's great about page goals is you know how much you've done and you can celebrate it and feel good about it. So I like to set really nice small page goals. And the way I like to know I've got a good page goal is if I can write it in seven minutes, that's a good page goal. So I'm looking for a goal that I can actually do in seven minutes, that I am confident I can write in seven minutes. That's it. So that might be, for you, that might be a quarter of a page, that might be half of a page, that might be a full page, but something like that, a goal that is so small that you honestly can't avoid achieving it if you actually sit down to do it. Um, the next step is you want to be in the volume business, not in the quality business, because quality you cannot control. Quality is the most challenging thing for us as writers, um, but quantity is totally under your control as a writer. So how do you control the quantity? Well, you set a goal for the week and then you set a goal for each day. So if your goal for each day, you know, in seven minutes, you can write a page of crappy writing. Great. Out of all those pages of crappy writing, you're accidentally going to find some good stuff. And then um, you can learn how to build on that good stuff. You can learn how to apply craft to those little gems inside the bad pages. And what I like to do is I actually like to schedule an hour if I have it, but I only owe myself that one page. And, and so what that's going to mean is if you're having a good writing day and the screenwriting gods are like, oh, and the heavens open and inspiration rains down on you, you've got a full hour to keep writing. Um, and if you're more experienced, you might have two hours or three hours. But on those days when it's really crappy when you don't want to write, where the screenwriting gods are frowning on you and you feel like, my God, it hurts to even open my laptop. On those days, all you have to do is blow out one really crappy page and you'll know you're a writer. Everybody thinks that great professional writers must write so beautifully all the time, but this is not actually true. What's actually true is that professional writers, they write badly more than you do. And out of those thousands of pages of bad writing, they manage to find 105 that are going to look really good in a script. And they know how to apply craft to bad writing so that they can shape that bad writing into something good or even something beautiful or even something brilliant. So... The step one of beating writer's block is we got to take the self-censorship and the self-blame and the self-criticism out because it's impossible to build a pattern if you've got self-blame and self-criticism happening the whole time. In order to build a pattern, you need positive reinforcement. So we're taking anything that you can judge out and we're putting it only objective goals where we know, okay, this is a page or this is not a page. 
Uh, and whatever you want to count as a page, that's totally fine. If you want to count a page in a tiny little notebook as a page, wonderful. If you want to count a page in screenplay format in Final Draft or Writer Duet, fine. Whatever you want to count as a page, as long as you keep it consistent every day, so a page is a page. And you want to show up, you want to schedule each week, but you want to keep as as firm of a schedule as you can. So, hey, I write from Monday, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday from 7 in the morning to 8 in the morning. That's a great schedule. Um, I'm going to try to write sometime this week. That's a hard schedule. So you want to have a nice, hard and fast schedule, a nice, firm schedule that you can keep every week. And then at the beginning of each week, you want to make any adjustments. So, oh, well, I have that big project on on Friday, so there's no way I can write on this day, so I can move it to that day. So you move it around in advance. You don't let yourself move stuff around the day of. Um, in fact, this is even how our ProTrack program works. For those of you who are in our mentorship program, you know, we're really flexible if you move in advance. But we're not flexible with last-minute moves um, because what happens is those last-minute moves start training you as a writer that this is not actually that important, that, oh, any emergency can knock me out of my writing day. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to show the mind that, hey, this is a small amount of time, but this is required, and you've got to show up. And all you have to do is write one page or half a page, or a quarter page, or whatever your goal is, all you have to do is hit that page goal, and it can be a crappy page, it can be a terrible page, it can be a messy page, it can be a page that never makes it into your movie. But if you keep on showing up and working those seven minutes, what happens is a Pavlovian effect happens, and pretty soon, you just know that this is what you do. And when you get into that volume business, writing becomes a lot less scary. And we can talk in later podcasts, or if you take my Write Your Screenplay class, we talk a lot there about these fears that get in our way as writers. But um, writing becomes a lot less scary when you're doing more of it. When you're only doing a very little, little, little bit of writing, when you're inconsistent, you have a bad writing day, and it is devastating. It just tears your heart out. But when you're being consistent and you're getting your work done on a day-in, day-out basis and you know that, Jay, generally I'm a writer, I show up, I do my job, when it doesn't go well, instead of feeling devastated, you're just like, ah, shitty writing day, okay. So we are trying to refocus all of this to get you into a pattern of writing where it can feel low stakes, where it can feel like, hey, every day I wake up, I get my coffee. There's no stress attached because it's something you do consistently uh, that doesn't take that long. So if all you have is seven minutes, set seven minutes. That's enough. And slowly over time, you'll notice that that seven minutes starts to expand. If your life is luxurious enough that you can give yourself an hour two or three times a week, great. An hour two or three times a week is enough. Don't set a writing goal to write for an hour every day. You won't be able to do it, not unless you don't have anything else happening in your life. Everyone needs some rest. (laughs) Everyone needs a break. So I want you to set goals that you can achieve where it's it's not going to be so darn hard for you, where it's easy, where the stakes are low. And I want you to achieve them. And the most important part of that is you got to schedule it. You got to put it in your actual calendar. Um, And you have to show up on time. You want to treat it like you would treat a meeting with your boss. You, You wouldn't be late for a meeting with your boss. You wouldn't show up checking email or Facebook. Um, 
you are going to show up prepared, right? You're not going to show up literally, you know, panting as you run from the previous meeting. You're going to show up prepared. You're going to be ready to go. You're going to know that this is important. You want to treat it with that kind of respect. And of course, you can always reschedule a meeting with your boss, but you don't show up five minutes before and go, hey, uh, I can't make it. Can we do it later? You plan and you show it the respect that it needs. Um, this writing that you are wanting to do, that this is your life. This is your passion. This is the thing that matters to you and that, that is driving you. So... I want you to start by treating it with that kind of respect, not with that kind of time. We're going to build to that. We're going to build the time. I want you to build the respect first. So small goals that you can achieve in seven minutes, schedule the actual time, honor that schedule, show up repeatedly again and again and again. Um, Do not let yourself leave until you've written that page. Now, if you're having a good writing day, you might end up writing 12 pages. Wonderful. You had an hour. You had plenty of time. If you're having one of those horrible writing days, well, you can endure anything for seven minutes. And that's why it's so important to set a goal that you personally know you can do in seven minutes. So go ahead. You're having a bad day. You don't want to show up. Great. Show up anyway. Write nonstop the crappiest seven-minute page that you can possibly write in seven minutes. Get it down on the page. That one page. Close your laptop, and guess what? You just gave yourself 53 minutes to go do anything you want, to actually go have fun, to be out in the world, to be connecting to other people. Go see a movie or watch a Netflix, a TV show. You have time because you already did your work. So you can finish early, but you cannot start late. You've got to treat it with the respect so that it will start to carve out that time in your life because this is something that is probably scary for you because it's scary for everybody. So getting to that place where your subconscious mind, not the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, the child's mind, the creative mind that is wonderful and beautiful and scared so that it knows, hey, I've got to do this whether I like it or not. i got to show up every week. I've got to show up on these days. i got to show up on these times. I don't have to endure a lot. If I'm having a bad day, I have to do seven minutes and I can go home. Or I can go do something else. If I'm having a great day and I'm enjoying playing, I can play for as long as I like. If I don't have any new creative thoughts in my mind, that's okay. Because I have a page from last time. And I can rewrite that page. And when you do rewrite that page, it's important, print it out, make your notes, throw it away, and rewrite it from the blank page. And that way you'll know that new page is a real page. The other trick you can do so that you know you're not standing in place when you're in that rewriting mode is allow yourself to rewrite as much as you want. But make sure you at least write one additional sentence, even if you just literally retype the page verbatim, which never happens. They always get a little better. Even if you mostly just retype the page verbatim, make sure that you write one new thing that didn't exist before. It might be one sentence at the beginning of the next scene. It might be one line of dialogue, one moment, one visual image. 
but make sure you're pushing your your script at least even a teeny tiny baby step forward so that the fear of moving forward doesn't keep you rewriting the same page for the next 20 years. So these are some little cognitive behavioral things that you can do to address that big problem um, of not writing. Um, and of course, there are a million other techniques uh, that we talk about um, and that we can continue to talk about. But this is a really good place to start. There are two other ideas I want to cover today. Um, the first is uh, when you have your success, when you, you achieve your page or your half a page or your quarter page, whatever it is, um, it is really important that you celebrate your success. Uh, if you don't celebrate your success, uh, it, a strange thing happens in your mind, which is your, your subconscious mind actually doesn't know you achieved it. Um, and there's all kinds of neuroscience on this that I won't bore you with. But if you don't actually celebrate your success, your subconscious mind has no idea you did it. And what that means is in your mind, whenever you achieve a goal, your subconscious mind, your body, releases a chemical called dopamine. Um, and dopamine gives you a euphoric feeling. It makes you feel wonderful. It makes you feel high. Um, it makes you feel good about life. And it makes you want to do it again. Um, every time you fall short of a goal, your mind releases a different kind of chemical called cortisol. And cortisol makes you fat and depressed. And so you want to be in the dopamine business, not on the cortisol business, um, which is why it's so important to celebrate your success. And that can be really something easy, uh, which is check off a box on your calendar. I did it. Do a little happy dance. Go buy yourself an ice cream. Introduce yourself to someone. Tell them you're a writer. Talk to them about that little tiny scene that you wrote. You can celebrate in any way that feels good for you, and it can be very little, but you need to actually mark that moment of success. Which brings us to our last point for the day, which is you cannot punish yourself if you fall short. Um, everyone thinks that they need discipline as writers, but the truth is, as writers, we're rebels, we're artists. And what happens when you discipline a rebel? They rebel. And for so many writers, their writer's block, the more discipline they apply, the more writer's block they feel. And so what we really want, we want this little creative mind, this little creative child that lives inside of us to come play with us. And if we're going to get it to do that, we've got to be nice to it. Um, punishment doesn't work. There's a ton of evidence about this. Um, if you look at our prison systems, you can see how punishment doesn't work. If you look at any research on, in, on imprisonment, um, if you think of your own childhood when you were punished, um, and of course, that didn't stop your behavior. Um, punishment just doesn't work. It makes us rebel. So if you fall short of your goal, and this is the most important thing, if you fall short of your goal, that's okay. Fix it the moment that you recognize it. Because you've set your goal so small that you can achieve it in seven minutes, that means you can fix it in seven minutes, which means pretty much no matter what's going on at the moment you go, oh my God, I missed my goal. You can fix it immediately. If you're driving, you can pull over to the side of the road for seven minutes. If you are at work, you can go to the bathroom for seven minutes. Seven minutes is such a short period of time. Your goal is so small that you can immediately fix it. And what this means is you put yourself back in the driver's seat of your creative life, where you start to realize that it's not that you don't have enough time, that these are actually little choices that you're making every day that 
All you have to do is change a few of these choices, just to make a few small choices every day. And what you will start to notice is that you start to get into a writing habit, that you actually start to do this all the time. And like I said, there are a million other techniques that we can use, um, but this is a great place to start. So give yourself a start, break out your calendar, schedule something for this week, schedule a recurring schedule, put it in your Google calendar, make a little reminder 15 minutes before so you remember to do it and go achieve those goals. And then come join me next podcast and we're going to be talking about that more subtle form of writer's block and how to deal with that deeper and more complicated version as well. If you're enjoying this podcast and it's helping your writing, please write us a review. You can review us on iTunes or whatever podcast channel you watch on. Um, Our whole lives are built on word of mouth, so please help us spread the word. And if you'd like a full transcript of this podcast or information on our screenwriting classes in New York City or online, our one-on-one ProTrack mentorship program, or any of the other wonderful community events that are happening at the studio, you can visit my website website writeyourscreenplay.com.